Hello, and welcome to the Work and Worship Podcast, the podcast for Christian entrepreneurs to explore how their faith impacts their businesses, their homes, and their lives. I'm your host, Jordan Jones. You are in the right place if you believe that your work matters, both in your business and in your homes, and that how we work as Christians should look different than the rest of the world. We believe that everything we do can and should be an act of worship unto the Lord, and that by doing excellent work, we can honor and glorify God in all that we do. Join us each week as we navigate how to steward our lives and work well, how to step into who God is calling us to be at home and in our businesses, and how to do that all without sacrificing the things that matter most. Let's dive in. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Work and Worship podcast. This week, we are continuing our series that we just started last week, so you're not too far behind if you're just tuning in. But this series is all about how to make money online. And last week's episode was a really great way to kick it off. It also had a bit of a hot take. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen after. But our focus for these next few weeks is how to make money online, especially as a mamapreneur, without having to feel icky or sleazy or DM your friends on Facebook or try to be this, you know, boss babe, six-figure CEO. Like, how can we create realistically simple and purposeful and scalable businesses that don't take over our lives and actually give us more time and financial freedom to do things like homeschool our kids, be a stay-at-home mom, pay for our kids to go into a co-op, buy organic groceries, or pay for a house cleaner, and just those lifestyle things that can really bless your family and give you a purpose in your work outside of your home, which is already a very incredibly important purposeful work. But for those of you that are like, oh, I still I still am itching to do something and create and, and be an entrepreneur in some aspect, this series I created for moms in mind. Not that it can't relate to everyone. So if you're not a mom yet, or you're not a mom in general, this episode and this series will still be really impactful for you. But just a little background on like my heart behind it and why I'm doing it. And I know in last week's episode, I mentioned at the end that we were going to talk this week about how to figure out your expertise when creating a digital product and how to monetize that expertise. And if you can't tell from the title of this episode, uh, we're going to push that one to next week. So if you've been dying to get into that topic, bear with me and subscribe to the podcast and make sure you tune in next week. But when I realized that this week's episode was going to go live on Valentine's Day, I, don't, I just, I needed to switch up the topics a bit. And here's why. Today, it's all about love, right? Valentine's Day. Well, even if you're listening to this in the future, hi from Valentine's Day 2024. Now, I'm not a super hallmarky kind of person. I totally get sucked into those around the holidays, but like the Valentine's Hallmark, not really my thing, maybe just because gifts really aren't my love language. I'd rather you just do all the dishes for me. But I still think that Valentine's Day can be a really special excuse to celebrate love in our lives. And it made me think about how we never really do that, or that's not a normal thing to do in our businesses, right? It's so easy to talk about work-life balance or building your dream business. But what does that mean on a practical level? How can we really build businesses, even from the very beginning, that are going to serve us well and serve our people well? How can we 
practically create and grow businesses that we love. This episode is for you, whether you are just starting your business or side hustle, or whether you are years in and you're just realizing that you're on your own entrepreneurial hamster wheel, or maybe you're just not as excited about the services or the offer or the niche that you've been serving as much as you used to be. And that's what we're going to jump into today, how to build a business that you love and how to do it in a way that doesn't take over your life. And because you guys know that I love simplicity and marketing strategy and I love a good old list, we are going to break it down into three steps. For each step, I'm going to start by posing a question for you and walk through it as more of a practical exercise for you to work through yourself. My hope and prayer is that by the end of the episode, you feel not only encouraged and inspired in how you want to grow your business, but you also feel a little better equipped to actually go and do that practically. So let's get into it, shall we? The first thing is what topic or area of expertise do you want to focus on? Because I know for a lot of us, there may be a few different ideas that we have in our mind and a few different directions that we could go and and have great businesses and offers in. But if you could focus on one thing that would really fire you up every day, what would that be? And who would it be for? What would your specific audience or niche look like? As an example, I met someone this week who wanted to build a business teaching yoga to athletes with concussions to help aid in their recovery. And it wasn't just this generic passion for yoga, right? It was a super specific offer niche and audience. What is that? And so she's going to be able to show up and and serve that community in a really, really unique way. So what is that for you? And once you think about what you want to focus on and who you want to serve, I also want you to think about how you would go about doing that. And when I mean how, I want you to think through what would you like your offers or services to look like in an ideal world? Not just what you're doing now or what, not just, you know, what everyone online is telling you should do or that person that you follow is crushing it at. This is your business, right? Like we're building a business that you love. And the reason that I include this last Subquestion of the question is because there are so many ways to run a business. There are so many ways to create a side hustle. There are so many ways to serve your unique audience. Take that yoga example that I just shared. She could offer coaching and private Zoom yoga classes, either, you know, as one off bookings or a few week long retainer. She could offer group coaching programs where she runs the classes once for a small group of people, say 10 people that go through it together and then she's available for that group and there's community involved and then she doesn't have to do it necessarily all one-on-one it's to one to many or she could offer on-demand classes and courses for athletes to buy a la carte or in a program that's dripped out over six weeks what i'm trying to get at is there are just so many ways to serve the same audience with really similar types of offers like maybe you're still getting the same transformation or you're solving the same problem But the how makes a big difference in what your life and your business are going to look like. So I want you to think through what you want to focus on, who you want to serve, and how you want to serve them. The second step and the question that I want you to think about is what you want your business to look like, both from a practical day-to-day standpoint 
and the kind of work that you do. And this answer is really going to be impacted by how you just answered the last questions that we went over. So using an example of one-on-one coaching, say that's the offer that you think you want to serve or you know the, the way that you want to serve people, how many clients that you're going to be able to take on at a time is going to be impacted by how you want your business to look practically. So if you only want to work twice a week or you have very certain specific childcare hours, if you only want to work during nap time or after your kids go down, that might shift how you run your business and maybe it'll shift it away from booking calls and doing, you know, like one-on-one coaching to running something that can be done at any time, like a course or a membership. I think this question is really important to think through, especially as a mompreneur, because it's easy to just set unrealistic expectations or to feel like we're just never doing enough or to get frustrated by slow growth or, you know, even get short with our kids. I'm Gosh, I'm guilty of this. And it's something that I've had to like repent of. I know there's been moments where I am getting short with them because I feel like I need to go back and get work done or I have all these things that I just want to check off my list when the reality is I set really clear, short boundaries around my work so that I can be present with them and I can be a mostly stay-at-home mom. So if I'm going to set those boundaries up front, I have to respect my own boundaries and realize that puts limitations on the type of business that I'm going to run and the type of offers that I'm going to have. And I think if you start by really working through this exercise of figuring out what your ideal situation is, and like I said, putting those boundaries in place first, it's going to help you avoid a lot of those issues. And like I just said for myself, my example is I only want to run my business on 10 hours a week. Now, does that get frustrating sometimes because I have a million ideas in my brain and I know that like if I could go to a hotel room for two days, I could probably rock out my entire quarterly goals. (laughs) Yes, for sure. But I also decided a long time ago, well, my kids aren't that old, but you know, a while ago (laughs) in my motherhood that kids are my priority that my kids and being present with them and being mostly at home matters more to me than scaling really quickly or being able to do all these amazing things in my business. And because of that, I'm okay with a slower growth in this season if it means that I get more intentional time with my kids while they're young. It impacts how I want to grow. It impacts the offers that I'm focusing on. Just something as simple as we are looking at homeschooling in the next year. And so I want to be able to prioritize having a little bit more freedom and flexibility in my schedule to be able to do that. And so I'm building my business in a way that will allow me to set homeschool time every day. So maybe instead of two longer work days like I have done in the past in Colorado, I'll switch to, you know, shorter sprints throughout each week. Another thing to think through practically is what you want that work time to look like. It's a great goal to think like you want to grow a YouTube channel. Awesome. But if you practically don't have the time to commit to recording and editing videos regularly, then something needs to adjust with that goal, either your schedule or your priorities, or maybe it'll just prompt you to outsource some parts of your business. If it really is an important goal and you want to be able to keep it within your capacity, we're going to talk about this in a second, but you know, knowing what your day-to-day is going to look like and what your capacity and boundaries are going to be. It's really going to help you prioritize the work that's most important for you to do, both the revenue driving work 
and the work that like only you can do in your business because we all have that work that you know we truly can't outsource or delegate or automate. I recently did this with my own podcast. I have been doing a majority of the editing myself in this last year, but again, I only work 10 hours or so a week. And so even an hour or two of that, editing the podcast and post-production, that takes up a big percentage of my work hours. And I realized that my time is just better spent and better suited focusing on the course creation and building my own funnels and serving clients. So I brought on help finally to help me edit and do the post-production on the podcast. So when you think about the day-to-day aspects, think about all of the tasks that need to get done for the goals that you're setting and the type of work you want to do. Like what do you actually enjoy doing? What is the work that like only you can do or you're really great at? Think through those things and maybe make a list of every single task to help you prioritize what's most important and what things you might be able to delegate or automate or just get rid of or postpone if you're in a slower growth season. Which brings me to the last step of this episode. And that is taking a look at your current business or the ideal business that you've just worked through. Probably both side by side if you have a business and also like what your dream version of that would be. And ask yourself, what changes do you need to make? Or even what systems do you need to put into place to work towards building a business you love, to getting towards that ideal situation that we just walked through? Now, here's the thing. It's not going to happen overnight. But by writing it all out, it'll help you set priorities of what to focus on, what to start shifting, what to start changing. It'll give you clarity on what goals to start with or which tasks to outsource and automate. I've given a few examples in my own business, so I'm going to try to frame this one for you as an example. Uh, You might need to put into place a simple nurture sequence for your email list. And if you're not familiar with a nurture sequence, this is a series of automated emails that someone would get when they join your list or they opt into a freebie, for example. The purpose of these emails is to build the know, like, and trust factors while also leading them to a relevant offer or service or product that ideally converts them into a sale or a booking. And if the idea hits a nerve, or maybe it just sparks some inspiration for you, and you want to learn more about nurture sequences, or maybe it's like that thing that's been on your to-do list since 2022 or something, I'm going to link up to episode 24 for you in the show notes. It's all about how to build a nurture sequence that serves well and sells with ease. And now this is just one simple example, I think in funnels, I feel like all the time. So nurture sequence is at the top of my mind. And it's one that I get a lot of questions about. And when I work with clients, it's something most of them don't have in their business and they know they need that and they don't know what to do with it. But again, this is just an example of one change that you could make, or in this case, a system that you can put into place that once it's up and running, it's going to save you a ton of time and ideally help you scale your revenue without needing more of your ongoing, already very limited time. If creating an email nurture sequence is on your 2024 goal list, and maybe it was on your list last year too, but kept getting pushed off to, you know, someday, then I have got the perfect plug and play solution for you. My nurture sequence email templates were created for both service-based business owners and digital product-based businesses in mind to help you create your entire email series in just one day. Yep, you can check that goal off your list finally 
and start creating a simple system that will serve your people really well, establish you as a trusted expert, and lead your audience to relevant paid offers. Not only will this help you build your list, but you'll be able to drive sales and bookings without any more of your time. Get my simple yet powerful nurture sequence strategy plus nine already done for you mad lib style email templates by going to jordanjones.co slash nurture. The point here for this third step is to think through all of the pieces of your business that could be done simpler or easier or better, or maybe even areas that you need to deprioritize for the time being. As another little example, one of my good friends was running an incredibly successful photography business, like at least seven or $8,000 per booking, but she wasn't as excited about the wedding industry as she was when she first started years ago. And she wanted to shift more into brands, both for photography and for coaching. But since she was so experienced and really, really talented at wedding photography, she was consistently booked out, which like is a great problem to have. But she was never able to make the shift into focusing more on brands because she was so busy serving those wedding clients. And it took her intentionally saying no to new wedding bookings that she could free up her time to start slowly pivoting her business in the ways that she really wanted. The key here and with all of these questions is to really take a step back and think through what your dream business looks like. The only way you're going to love not just the work you do, but how you do that work is by really thinking about how you want to run your business. Like how do you want that business to operate and look on a day-to-day? Building a business you love It does not need to be this fluffy idea. My goal for this episode and prompting you with these questions is to really challenge you to think through what this kind of business, a business that you would love, what would that look like for you? Because building a business that I love might look completely different than building a business that you would love to run. And not only is that okay, that's awesome, right? Like we all have different priorities and values And we're all in different seasons of life. And we all have different things that fire us up. And so our businesses should look different. They shouldn't look the same. Some of you might love doing coaching calls and that work that's like intimate and one-on-one and personal. And some of you might get super drained by having your calendar schedule full of calls and you'd rather not be the main face of your own business. One isn't better than the other. And this is just my permission for you that like even if you see someone else online crushing it at something, that could be a super great strategy. It could be a great way to grow a business and it might not be the right way for you. And so figuring out those differences, figuring out what your ideal business is, what your ideal offer and audience, and even those day-to-day tasks look like, that is how you're going to build a business that you love. So I encourage you to take some time this week and really think through these three different steps. I'm gonna review them here for you because I know I had like a million questions inside of the main question. So here were the main steps or questions for you. Number one, what do you want to focus on in your business? Number two, what do you want your business to look like practically? And number three, what changes need to be made or what systems do you need to put into place to get there? And I'm going to give you an even more specific challenge for this week. Obviously, I'd love for you to go back and and think through those, like get a notebook, do some morning pages. But this week, I want you to think about what is one thing that you can do this week 
to get one step closer to that dream business? These are questions that I've asked myself over and over again throughout the years. My season has changed a ton, how I've worked and how I've served people and my offers and who I served. All of that has changed. And like I said, now it's shifting again, even think about homeschooling next year. And my point here in sharing this is that these questions and exercises are ones that I want you to keep coming back to. Keep challenging yourself to grow and evolve as your life and your season changes. And also give yourself permission to allow your season of life, to allow your priorities to influence how you want to run your business and how you want to serve people through it. I hope this episode has been encouraging to you. I would love to hear if a certain question really stood out to you or you know, if you want to share any of your answers to the questions, especially that challenge, that one thing that you can do this week go ahead and shoot me a DM at jordanjones.co. And if you've enjoyed this episode or listening to the podcast in general and you haven't done so already, I would love to ask you a quick favor. Could you please go leave a five-star rating or review wherever you're listening to this podcast? It would mean the world to me and it's a simple, quick way to support this part of my work. It would, it would seriously make my day. So if you haven't already done that, please, please go leave a five-star review. And since I've been dropping some hints on this podcast and some previous one, if you're a mama who wants to start making money online through digital products and building a business that you love from the very start, I'd highly recommend getting on the waitlist for my next course. It's going to be launching to my waitlist in the next few weeks. And obviously I'm going to be hooking up my people with the best launch offers. So if you're interested in learning more about that program when it comes out in March, head to the link in the show notes or visit jordanjones.co slash side hustle. Thank you guys again for listening into the episode and I'll see you next week in the work and worship podcast. God bless.